ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to what seems like might be the first episode, but it's uh, not. The Brethren Podcast is back, ladies and gentlemen, and I am so excited. We are so excited. My brothers, Destrian Wells and Ajamu Loving are here with me. How are you gentlemen doing today? Doing great, man. Nice to hear you guys' voices again. <laughs> I'm enjoying this evening so far. And I already know before DJ before DJ even said anything, I did the I did the intro completely different because it's, we back for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing, doing it completely. Ride. Hey, I'm gonna I'm a, it, it, it's gonna ride. I'm not I'm not redoing it, but I had to make it different just because it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. Um, as everybody knows that listen to us, and to any first time listeners, um, a little bit about ourselves. We are all husbands, fathers, business owners, uh, employees, and, you know, all the sorts and the gambit of what the amazing things that black men can do. Um, so, you know, one person traveling doing speeches, another person traveling doing speeches, one person going on vacay, another person going on vacay, and here we are, and we back, uh, you know, dying, birthdays and all in between. So, to nah, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, folks, AJ was on vacation. And he just had an anniversary, and he was not going to record anything as to jeopardize his life. So shout oh, out to Shannon. Oh, Happy oh, anniversary oh, to you, baby. Dr. Avery. Lovett. And me and hey, Dr. Lovett have been Dr. Lovett, Dr. Lovett, Dr. Lovett, correct well, me hello. if I'm wrong, Dr. Lovett, was someone not in Hawaii posting yeah, videos? Hey, I mean, I, I guess technically they could throw it at you as that was a work trip, but it still was that Hawaii, was though. I was yeah. out here on people more important than things, though. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I, I was unaware that Hawaii was a work trip because Absolutely. anytime I see somebody wearing shorts, flip flops, and you know what I'm saying, and First a shirt, of all, you walking around with shades, no flip flops on. With shades, on, I don't, I don't think they work. No flip flops on. They, they might have been slides. My, my, my bad. Slides. <laughs> Let's get it together. <laughs> yeah. I'm from he had, he didn't have on the thong sandals, ladies and gentlemen. He didn't, have the, he didn't have the thong sandals on. Man, let's get into it, man. Before we get too real, <laughs> that's for the after show. And if you don't know, you will know. Tune yeah, into the after show where things become a whole different thing. Um, but. Welcome back to the Brethren Podcast. We are so glad that you have joined us, and that's B-R-E-A-D, Brethren, because we're always talking about our bread, and we're always getting bread. Dr. John Mulovin, Ph.D., and Destrian Wells are always here with me. And uh, like we always do, let's let's go around the table and find out what, what the gentlemen are sipping on. Let's see how consistent things stay. DJ, what you got, man? It's consistent. You can announce it. Okay, DJ is on Crown Royal as usual. Per yeah, usual, I'm sorry. Per per capita, I'm, per usual, what? all what? of the above. Hold on, uh, I'm doing what? <laughs> I'm what doing what? No, I say I say Crown. Oh. My bad. Hennessy. You lying? Okay. Hennessy. Okay. Hennessy. Okay. Hennessy. Okay. I'm sorry. I was looking at my bottle, so <laughs> it precedes me. I'm on Crown Apple this evening. Oh. Uh, you enjoy yourself over there. Yeah, I shall. Uh, Dr. Levin, what are you on? <laughs> and, and, and today is actually um, a little bit of ENJ XO bourbon. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, I mean, brandy, oh, brandy. Oh I'm sorry, not bourbon. Yeah, I'm, hey. drinking, I'm drinking Irk and Jerk, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. But I like the way, I like the, no, I like the way that he dressed that up with the, with the letters on right. the head. Cause if you, no, no. <laughs> it is. I'm not lying. No, I'm, I'm no, 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 no,
if that E and J just if if that's no. if that's the end of it, then it's a problem. But if you say E and J with either some V SOP or some some XO, it got to be some letters behind it for it to be like, oh okay, yeah. okay. Okay. No, you're not even getting that from me. I don't know what you're doing over there, man. man I'm, having, I'm, trying to try new, I'm trying to try new things, man. <laughs> that's a man, man. That's an old thing with an upgrade, Doctor Love. It don't even do that. <laughs> you know that Eric Jerk was good long time ago. Man, that's good. Oh, man, that's like putting ninety-three like, into a pinto. Feel like you know. Oh, I, 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 oh my, you people. Oh, my, yeah, we all we all the way we all the way there. You know, listen, you and listen, man. You and y'all gonna run us straight. Y'all gonna run us straight into the after show. You're right. Let me be quiet. <laughs> I don't want to. Look, we'll we'll definitely pick that conversation back up. In 93 gas and a pinto over there. <sighs> 93 gas and a pinto. Yeah. People are more important than things. We don't judge for choices right here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and speaking of choices, Tonight's topic is measuring progress. <laughs> that was a real nice segue. I like that. Ironic. But um, before we jump into this topic, as we always do, let's do a toast to knowledge oh, yeah. being dropped, things being learned, truth being told. Cheers, gentlemen. All right. Cheers to you, bro. Even the NJ. Yeah, but uh, like I said, tonight... <laughs> The sound that you make after that ENJ. <laughs> Tonight's right, yeah, topic is uh, measuring progress, man. And so we're gonna we're gonna get into it, but I'm gonna throw it to DJ first because DJ's gonna do what Dr. Levin normally does and gives us a somewhat outline rundown of the the direction that we want to steer this conversation. But if you have listened to us, you know that. Anything is possible, like Kevin Garnett said. But DJ, I'm gonna throw it to you about measuring progress and how we gonna flush this thing on out tonight. I definitely appreciate it, and I appreciate everybody that's tuning in. Um, I think what where we want to start tonight is let's set the table. So when we think about measuring progress. Um, I want to just use this phrase, and it's not mine; it's definitely someone else's, but. Um, for the purposes of sharing with our listeners, I hope that they can uh, find some value in it. And uh, there's a there's a saying that goes as such: comparison is the thief of all happiness. And I think as it relates to measuring progress, we have to be very careful not to compare ourselves to others as it relates to their personal journey relative to ours. And the reason that we need to do that is because where we are in our personal process the value of that space or that place that we're in could be significantly different than where someone else is. By comparing those two things, we can also feel, or we can make ourselves feel as if we're not progressing as we need to. So um, what I would implore our listeners to do, and, and one of the things I try to do in my life is I employ the measure twice and cut once. So I look twice at things. One from an emotional standpoint and the second from a rational standpoint to make sure that I'm covering myself completely. Number one, am I addressing my feelings and making sure that the feelings of the people that matter most to me are being considered as it relates to how I'm evaluating this progress? Secondarily, am I being realistic? Do I need to check in with myself or others and make sure that I need to, uh, I don't need to level set or reset goals. 
because time, circumstance, and situations change, and goals become either re more reasonable or more unrealistic over time as your circumstances change. And then finally, if I didn't say three things, finally, does my plan need adjusting? And that's really important, the plan. So do you have a plan to attack the current environment or is your plan equipped for what you thought you were going to deal with? So starting with comparison being the thief of happiness, moving into the emotional and realism that you have to face, understanding the people that are impacted by it, and then also understanding the plan and how that impacts um, you and others. And as it relates to measuring progress, understanding that that's something that not only impacts you, but it impacts others and realizing that you cannot compare your progress to others because you're going to rob yourself of the progression of the journey and re really the experience. So, you know, that's that's where we're going to go tonight. And uh, I really look forward to flushing this topic out and having this conversation with your brothers tonight. 100 as always. Um, Dr. Levin, I'm going to come to you uh, because DJ just, he jogged some, some thoughts in my mind. And I want to, I want to ask a question in terms of, we, we speak in measuring progress. Um, and of course we, you know, we, at some point, and it may be now that we, you know, we, we are aware that we're in a social media age where uh, comparison is, I, 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 for lack of a better term, or a better phrase is, is very prevalent at this point in time because everybody else's, whatever they want you to see is always available and, you know, for the most part, always in your face in front of you. Um, but on the personal side and on the finance side and maybe on the personal finance side, I don't know if that's a thing or not. You let me know. I don't know if I just invented some personal finance. Somebody looked that up and see if that's a real thing. I don't know if we got any, I don't know if we know any experts on that subject. If it is, one, but <laughs> it might be. <laughs> hey, um, but yeah, when it, when it, when it comes to on the personal side and on the financial side, because uh, DJ mentioned KPIs, which for anybody that doesn't know, those are key performance indicators, and that's a very corporate term. Um, and anyone who's worked at, you know, a, you know, a, a corporate job, for the most part, the, you know, you are. Th those are the things and the the, the 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 indicators that you're measured on, and you know, somewhat graded on, in terms of how you're doing at a job. Uh, and it has a lot to do with your progression and your upward mobility in said company. Mm -hmm. Um. But what we're talking about is how do you take that same principle and apply it to your life, apply it to yourself. And, of course, we know those two things intertwine because if your goal is to become the VP at your company, then you need to, you know, set your goals to be the KPIs that your company has set. But you also have some things to do in your personal life that will help you to attain to those goals. So, Dr. Levin, that's the point that I wanted to throw to you. Yeah. Um, it's just... Where you know how the you know where those goals kind of enter those those things those K, those personal KPIs and those professional KPIs intertwine, especially when it comes to the personal and the financial and possibly the personal financial. You know I don't know mm -hmm. if that's a thing or not, but I'm gonna go ahead and throw it to you. Yeah. So in terms of uh, in terms of performance indicators, I, I think that they can be just like anything else a potentially um, useful tool. Uh, I think that what Destrian said was was right, at least in my opinion, it's right about being careful 
um, always reaching out for comparison and and more important because I feel like it's natural to uh, you know look to something else to see where you are you know to judge perspective that's how perspective works right you try to take something that you know the depth of or at least perceive that you do and see how far you away from it you appear and and measure you know that's how we keep from bumping into each other and falling off of cliffs and stuff right and so it you know perspective does uh, serve a purpose but in an era that we are currently in where there is so much bombardment of information and data um, from social media, you can start to really get confused about, about yourself and what's important to you and what really matters uh, from a personal level. And if you aren't careful, even from a professional level, because you might not even be thinking about the job that you're currently working with how quickly things move nowadays you're thinking about the qualifications for the you know one job that's two jobs down you know what i mean or once you grab the experience from this particular um this particular gig and and move towards what your long-term sort of career aspirations might be you might not even be looking at the key performance indicators that are at the uh at the the current position that you're in and you might be doing that to your detriment um depending on what opportunities are there sometimes you never know you know whether you left a job at a company that you could have been the ceo of right and so i think that um paying attention to um what you're being judged on and, and what might be important for the position that you're in is important on the job i think it's important in life to a certain degree, you know, to set up um, goals for yourself to whatever extent that you can uh, quantify those goals so that you know that you're taking a concrete step towards what you want to do uh, every day. I think that that's, those are all good things to do. But I, I do think that Destrian has a strong point when he says that, um, you know, you, you rob yourself of the experience, you rob yourself of the joy of actually um, feeling your progression going forward uh, because you just so um you're so caught up with what's happening to everybody else you know that that's how you make a hater right there that's the recipe for a hater just to always <laughs> be looking outward you know what i mean if all, if all you do is look outward and and you know and then disparage your own sort of situation and you just feel like there's nothing for you did no no real hope in your life what do you end up doing well Somehow you get some twisted view on things, and now, like, anytime somebody else brings you something that might otherwise be joyful news, if you were a person who had a normal outlook on life or who had a positive outlook on life, now you've turned yourself into a hater and transformed where every little piece of information, especially good information about somebody else, twists a screw into the side of your jaw. Because now your face is all messed up looking because somebody else did something positive. And why is that? Well, because you haven't focused on yourself at all. You haven't been able to enjoy what it is that you're supposed to be doing. You don't even have your own plan and you haven't started to think about it. And so you feel directionless and helpless and angry about that. And what do you do? You turn to somebody who says they've got an answer for all of that directionlessness and all of that lack and all of that feeling of hatred, self-doubt, 
and you listen to whoever that is that has that says they have the answers, even if they bring you no tangible evidence of having those answers to anybody else, and you have a significant portion of the country that ends up identifying with and glomming onto this attitude of just of nothingness because of a lack of focus on their lives, because of a, a feeling of a lack of opportunity, because they see some progress in other people's lives, and then you, you have a lot of strife that can come from that. And so you can build out from your own self and your own choices and the own, you know, sort of either attending to these key performance indicators and moving your life and progressing forward in a way, um, you can you can sort of draw a line between people either not maintaining these things in their own lives and then what happens in the broader world and the political climate, the business world, and the in the friendship world and see how the the way in which people treat one another starts to change and not necessarily for the better. So God coming through with it as usual, and I appreciate that. I just want to take the time right quick to just say I am blessed to be back doing this with you, gentlemen. It's it's, it's refreshing, you know, because you know, as, you know, people know that we, you know, if you don't know, you won't know. We keep in touch outside of this because we are actual brethren, brothers, and uh, you know, we got we got a lot of things going together, so we got to keep in touch. I got to watch these people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, but no, for real, it's just it's just refreshing to be back and you know, conver- conversating with you, gentlemen. And if anybody don't think that's a word, catch me in the after show. Um, but uh, DJ, I'm gonna throw it to you in a second. But I want to I want to throw in uh, some 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 information that had, that your 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 points jog some memories of. I want to give a shout out to my good brother JD Snell. Uh, if he listens or if anybody knows him that listens, I'm giving him credit because I don't want to take credit for something that he posted. He posted this on Facebook. He said, two things that will have you messed up every time. Number one is hate. Number two is waiting. And I just thought that was such a profound, simplistic statement. Uh, so, you know, cultural references being thrown in right now. Two things that I have you mess up every time is hating and waiting, and that completely ties in to what uh, both DJ and Dr. Levin said about just the comparison. Comparison is the, the thief of happiness. Comparing yourself constantly to other people will consistently rob you of what is truly yours. You could have what you want and not be happy because you're comparing yourself. Wealth could be right there at your front door, but you can't get it because you're still hating or either waiting. But um, one of the points I wanted to throw to you, DJ, was in terms of KPIs, personal and professional and financial, if you will, is because, um, of course, you all, everybody knows that we always try to make things plain. We try to make things practical and to practice. But how many indicators do you think are too much? Because, you know, all of us have been in the corporate world and our listeners right. have been in the corporate world and work jobs where KPIs are a thing. And we know that there's literally a set list, like there is a actual form right. that says key performance indicators. And these are the don't do dot, 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 the 10 things that you are being judged, graded. Uh, measured on, uh, you know, this company may have 12 things, this company may have this, but as a person, you know, mm-hmm. that that is always being transparent and truthful, I myself 
don't necessarily know what my KPIs are. I don't have them written down in in format like the company does. And this is the, the, the point that we're gearing to is maybe that's something that we all should do. And if anybody's ever listened to any of our uh, conversations from season one, we laid down foundation of, you know, making steps to doing certain things. And most of those steps could be considered, uh, some of them could be considered key performance indicators. Some of them, you know, we did a lot of goal talk, goal setting, uh, and goal achieving. But in terms of like, okay, these are the steps to get to that goal, those in some cases can be considered as uh, key performance indicators. But in other times, they may not be so tangible, if you will. They may be just things that just happen upon different uh, circumstance, and once it happens, now you're being uh, judged on it. But that's the point that I want to kind of throw to you and steer the direction in that direction, uh, steer the conversation in that direction is um, just, you know, let's talk about some different indicators and what right. do you think is a general uh, definition of too many indicators? Because you know, sure. like, like I said, especially in the professional realm, they keep it to a li- they keep it to a limit because nobody has time to go out and judge all 1,000 employees on f- uh, you know 50 different in- indicators. Let's break it down to 10. Right. But that's the point I want to throw to you. Go ahead, man. Well, what I would say in this realm is that even the few I'm going to say is probably too many and simply because the more simplistic you can make a goal the better off you are in terms of achieving it it doesn't matter how complex it is there are uh what i would give my boss credit um for and she's amazing uh our leader um she calls these cfos and they're the critical few objectives what are the critical few objectives that you need to accomplish in order to break down what you want to happen in incremental steps? So you need, when we talk about uh, KPIs or key performance indicators, you still need to start at a high level. It's about decision making. Making a decision, we talked about this in uh, season one, the art of making a decision or how to make decisions beginning with the end in mind. So when you look at KPIs, you you need to start at a high level. What are my CFOs? My key my key uh critical few objectives, I'm sorry. From there, you can develop incremental steps. And I would say no more than 3 to 5. Because once you get beyond that, now you're talking about something that's likely not tangible. Because the intermediate steps that it takes you to get from point A to point B are so substantial that either your goal is too, either this this intermediate goal is too large or it needs to be two smaller goals. It's a step in the process, and you need to make sure that the steps in your progress in your process align with the progress that you want to make. So that's important, and the reason why you need to do that is because there are situations that will put you, there are situations where you will actually be worse off at the end than you were at the beginning if you do not get the intermediate steps right. So you don't want to get to an end result and you haven't measured twice and cut once. And you think that, hey, you know, I have a successful project or undertaking here, and it's a failure simply because the KPIs that you put in place or key performance indicators or the checkpoints, and we can call them that if you want, the checkpoints that you put in place 
did not allow you to properly evaluate yourself. So how do you do that becomes the question. Well, who's on your team? We talked about your power circle, your strategic partnerships. We talked about all of that in prior seasons. This is where all these things come to play. Who's going to help you measure that progress? Is it a mentor? Is it your power circle? Is it someone outside of your sphere of immediate influence? Is it someone with that expertise? These things are critically important simply because defining success in the beginning or at the uh, onset of a project prevents you from having to redefine it later. Mm -hmm. And you have to know what success looks like when you start a project in order to appropriately measure what your progress is relative to your goal. If you don't have those things in place, then again, we talk about comparison being the thief of happiness. You don't even know what you're comparing yourself to. And that's a very weary feeling because you don't know if you're running in place. You, you, you have no idea what it is you're doing, where you are in the process. So you have to surround yourself with people that will constantly remind you of that. And that gets back to a broader question. Who do you share and communicate that vision with, that goal with, that ultimate outcome with, and who's your accountability partner along the way to help you get there? Those things are critical, in my opinion, to help you reach that space and that place that you want to be in. But it also requires you to be open in a way that is uncomfortable to uh, most of us. You have to open yourself for constructive criticism. And I use the word constructive very strongly because that is the only form of criticism that's going to help you. Like uh, uh, having an undertaking like a business or an idea or whatever is uh, nerve wracking as it is. When you surround yourself with naysayers and uh, Dr. Loving's words, haters, you are essentially taking the energy from an idea. And energy, anyone that knows anything about science and energy, uh, an object that is in motion stays in motion. And, and that is exactly what an idea is. You want that idea to stay in motion. So if you surround yourself with haters of people who are not supporting your idea or not being constructive and they're being destructive, they are preventing that object from continuing in motion. So what I would also want people to know is that constructive criticism is not something that's negative. It's something that allows that object to stay in motion, but it also creates additional momentum. If you can take what's being said and use it for the benefit of the idea and not take it personally relative to yourself. So, you know, I would just, those, those that would be my two cents as it relates to uh, that portion of the topic. And uh, again, Dr. Levin and I tend to disagree about things. So happy to hear what he has to say relative to that. Dr. Loving. I mean, I don't necessarily be disagreeing to disagree. I think, <laughs> I, I think you had I, you had a lot of good points there. I, you know, I I think that um, the, but... the idea no the idea of breaking things down into like three or so doable steps is 
is smart. And especially when you start expanding things to your own life, I think people can nitpick themselves to death if they aren't careful. So, yeah, it's important to uh, to um, be straightforward with your goals, to sort of uh, be simplistic in your planning, um, and then to be direct and be honest with yourself and your measurement as you look at your approach to those things, right? And so I think that I think that I don't have any problems with with any of those things. I think that um, you. When I say people are more important than things, I am I am also saying that you know there are indicators besides the um, the ones that just uh, you tick off just on the way to where you're going, right? And so you could say, hey, I'm on my way to be a millionaire or a billionaire, and you could count all of your, your you know your indication of that progress and um and money and shares of companies built up and strictly um and wealth if you wanted to right um I'm not sure that that's the best way to approach life in general, right I think you need to be open about the way in which your movements affect other people around you on the way to where it is that you're trying to go. So recently, you know, I, um, hey, we talk about things on the show, might as well talk about it. I, uh, we saw this whole thing with Jay-Z and his recent partnership with the National Football League after being a very vocal um, critic of the National Football League when it came to Colin Kaepernick. And we also saw him um, basically shoo away other potential um, entertainers and entertainment executives who might have been approached to do what it is that he just most recently agreed to do, right? And so um, in his mind, a lot of it is in the name of where it is he's trying to go. Jay-Z has said, hey, I'm not a businessman. I'm a, I'm a business, man. You know, so he looks at his movement as that of a, of, of a corporation, and his goal is to take advantage of every um, opportunity that comes his way, in his mind, obviously, to try to advance himself, in it, and I think in, in um, his own way, because I think he does try to make opportunities for other people who might not have otherwise experienced these opportunities. So there's black folks that end up getting ahead because of his hustle. And my warning would always be to anyone who makes moves that end up uh, cutting other people out or um, ruining relationships that you once at least um, seemed to think were important or at least seem to show everyone else where that, you know, those things were important. I'm just saying that those things matter too. And your, uh, you, when you do leave this, <clears throat> this earth and we all leave at some point, um, what will be left is, is how you made other people feel and what you, the actions that you did out here. And um, not everybody's going to attribute that, you know, to their goals. You'll have people that will say, oh, okay, well, this is cool. The end justifies the means and, not, and a lot of other things. But I would tell anyone that, you know, the, uh, the journey is just as important, if not more important, 
than uh, the destination. And so if you are trying to be an individual that's getting people to to see uh, from a place of, of, of morality and doing the right thing, that you have, haven't done the right thing on, on the journey is going to be a part of the conversation. And so um, it's, it's a tough, uh, it, it's a tough thing to do. And especially the bigger your goals get, Hey, the, the larger some of the potential eth- ethical dilemmas get and these questions and the answers to them are not always easy. Um, I'm not saying that they are easy, but I will say this. If you find yourself having to routinely um, do things that hurt people that you care about in the pursuit of what you think God put you here for, um, well, I'd, I'd ask you to really think about where that motivation is coming from. And if that's coming from a, a God that loves and builds, or if that's coming from another place, I would ask you to, you know, just ask yourself that, you know, and think about what your next move is going to be. I think that, uh, you know, uh, we, we have times where we approach things in a certain way. You can get trapped in a certain type of mindset and mindsets can be as addictive as anything else. Heck, a lot of people would say a mindset can be the most, you know, that, Hey, your brain is where all of your impulses come from. And so once you've, once you've grown accustomed to doing certain things and thinking a certain way, it can be very difficult to break out from that. And so if you are the type of person who has traditionally had to grab every opportunity and each one was, was life and death. And you think about every next move in a life and death, it was him or me type of, uh, type of head space. Then you can justify a lot of things, man. And I would just say, man, be careful what you, be careful what you put out there, man. In the name of, in the name of progress, in the name of meeting goals in the name of getting ahead. Because at the end of this, you know, we we all we we all end end up gone and really the impact that um, it will be lasting and really forever felt is the impact that we've left on other people. So this well, is a, before before you transition, AJ, let me just say this. Go ahead. As it relates to progress, I think that what Doctor Lovin is saying is, is is critical because sometimes we forget that progression is a is something that can be uh, all-encompassing and inclusive we look at progression oftentimes as what am i doing versus am i helping society or a culture or people or a family whatever move from space a to space b progression is something that you have to evaluate very carefully because you have to have the appropriate lens you're not always evaluating your corporate uh, persona or um, your uh, mystique as a professional, so to speak. Sometimes you have to look at what is your impact on culture, local, regional, what have you, uh, national, whatever your geography may be. When you start looking at those things, as he talks about, Kaepernick, Jay-Z, et cetera, you know, and this is something that's definitely been top of mind for me. I think that we have to be really, really careful as a people and as a culture to not pit ourselves against one another relative to progress. Progress looks different for everyone. 
we do not have to agree by the means which the goal is achieved. We just need to agree that the end result is the goal. And I think we get sidetracked on the methods by which that happens so much that we end up attacking each other and tearing each other down where there is an, there are ancillary things that can occur when we agree on the end result and not the method that we attack each other on and ultimately we reduce the effectiveness of something. So we can achieve a goal and then it becomes very attainable. Example being Jay-Z may very well be on his pathway to ownership of an NFL team, but that's not what news articles are saying right now. They're saying that him and Eric Reed and others are at each other's necks about him uh, having meetings with the NFL and setting up this partnership. Well, let me just say this, and uh, my co-host just <laughs> shared this with me, so I'm taking it from him. And he said it, and he's correct. Nuance is everything. The devil is always in the details. So if, if, and I'm using the words if, if the ultimate goal is to create awareness and change the narrative and have a seat at the table. Who is to decide who gets that seat and how they go about getting it if they are on board with the end result? What we have to realize is something that uh, was said by, um, you know, and I hate to be so uh, political here, but actually I don't. Um, Dr. King said that I have been to the mountaintop. I've seen it. He said he may not I may not get there with you. But he implored everyone that was for civil rights to keep moving and go on. Even with his death, he had already set in place the types of actions and behaviors that would allow you to continue to progress. So as it relates to measuring progress, sometimes as servant leaders or people who are in a position of service but leadership, we have to implore our people that even if I'm not here, if, I'm, uh, if I get fired, if I'm leaving, if I'm this, if I'm that, I've already put a plan in action, and that's where communication becomes key. Everyone that is valuable to you, which should be everyone that supports your vision, they should know your plan. And what we do not do a great job of is communicating the vision and what the plan is, and that becomes our impasse. Dr. King Put it out there. Keep going. Doesn't matter. And that goes back to the per, per, personal board of directors. If you have that in your court, these people have intimate knowledge and details of your plans, your activities, your actions. Develop that power circle, that personal board of directors, people that can speak on your behalf and carry your mission and vision on. And they are able to check in, measure your progress, 
and do the things that are requisite to get the ball across the finish line because that's the end goal. How do we score? Yo, DJ, you you brought up a good point. I don't want to flesh it over because I want to I want to go back to that point and I'm gonna throw it back to you for a second to dive back into it deeper and then Dr. Love, I'm gonna get your point. But my standpoint is if you can make a deal with the devil, it's cool as long as you can stay in the heat. And you made a great point about how people, you know, the progress versus the method is we both have a common goal in mind. We all three have a common goal in mind, but all three of us may not agree on the method by which to get to that point B from the point A that we're standing at. Hence the duality of Malcolm and Martin. Hence the duality of Jay-Z versus, I guess, Colin Kaepernick in this situation or everybody at this point because everybody is, you know, following, I guess, Kaepernick's plan, but does anybody know what his actual plan is as far as the progression of what he's doing? Because he brought a lot of awareness to it, but what's next? And I think a lot of people are jumping to the defense because it's like, oh, well, I thought we were boycotting the whole entire NFL. You're doing a deal with them when you told everybody to do it. But, you know, we can definitely delve deeper into that, into the after show, because that conversation gets real sticky and humid, hot. It's, it, it become it can become a lot of things, but the the point that I want to focus on right now is that progress versus the method and how communication is so key and communication with yourself and your personal board of directors, your power circle, everybody that's involved with anything that you got going on right now. You got to understand when you're measuring your progress, if your board does not know your key performance indicators, then you only you the only person measuring yourself. Even the police department got internal affairs. Now, how much work they do, that's a whole nother conversation. But, DJ, I want to throw it back to you. <laughs> I'm going to throw it back I'm, to you on just that. I'm going to be brief. I'm going to I'm gonna throw this back to Chicago PD over there. Man, Dr. Dr. Lovett, Dr. Lovett dropped the boat. What? Go to the after show real quick. So, no, no, no. no. So, <laughs> no, go ahead, man. Well, so what, I was, I'm I Chicago, mean, Chicago PD, you say, huh? Yeah, that's a good one. For the day. I mean, for for for, rel- for relative terms, I think that yeah. we have to understand that we are all a part of a, a judicial system, whether that be racial, uh, ethical, or, or or what have you, or whether it's uh, sex or not. But depending on the circle of people you with, your your judicial system, your governance, et cetera, it changes. And when we think about what we want as a culture and as a people or or specifically as a society, we have to be really careful to make sure that we're seeing beyond today and looking towards tomorrow. Because the world that we live in today will not be the world that our children will grow up in in the future. And for anyone that has young children or, 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 or has a vested interest, period, that should be really important to them for this very reason. The things that are critical and important to us are going to evolve and change. A- example being, if uh, you and I go out and, and our major concern, and it's a very real concern, hey, let's make sure that we have our ID together. Let's make sure that we have our registration and that, you know, by all all means, we have the proper conversation with the police if we were to have any police interaction. 
I would imagine that my son, for all intents and purposes, unless things really go left, which they definitely have the ability to do based on what I've seen, but if I do my job and you do yours, my son will never have to worry about that. But if it doesn't, that's the thing. It's the if it doesn't go right. And that is where we have to intervene and do the things that we need to do now. Because folks just naturally think that over time things improve, and that's just not true. I can point back 50 years ago to some really special things that were happening to people who look like me. That's not a far cry from the things that are happening in the public right now by law enforcement with people who look like me. And it's not that, it's not that you know, uh, there's um, not dual responsibility. It's improportionate. And when that improportionality happens, nothing is done. That's called judicial. There's nothing judicial to hold someone accountable for doing that. So we can measure progress as much as we want on protesting that and um, being loud about it. That is just a upstart. That, that's a grassroots means. But what happens is when we are able to get into the proper rooms to have the conversations that need to be had, we also have the same people that are saying we need to make change say that the people in those rooms are sellouts. And that's the issue that I have with folks that may um, prematurely judge some of the things that you see with a person like a Jay-Z or whomever. If change is going to happen, it won't happen at the initial meeting. Now, his comments were not well-founded, and they were definitely off base. I will say that. And I'll take whatever heat that comes from that. But he has a track record of showing up. And I would support that track record over the comments because I don't know what the intentions are. But, again, we as a people have to get to a space where we are able to allow someone to get a seat at the table and make change. Generally speaking, when the seat at the table is granted, that person is ostracized because we immediately assume that they don't have our best interest at heart. Like I said, if you can make a deal with the devil, it's cool as long as you can stand the heat. Exactly. And I, and I think that's the that's the that's the thing. You know, I can, can you I can pretty it? much guarantee if I had a billion in the bank I could stand the heat. Yeah, I mean that I don't I don't for a second uh think that that this is going to uh going to hurt Jay Z um really at all. Honestly, I think that he is one step closer to owning the team. My my point about all of it was just, you know, be careful how you how you treat people along the way. Now the the fact is when you're trying to um you know build a business the way that he is you know you're not going to always make friends so i get that same time you know if you if you are making moves that i can like right along the lines of what you told other folks not to do then you're going to have questions about that people are going to have questions quite naturally and i think our uh, it's fair 
to say that, all right, well, let, let's see what does come of it. Because in certain, in certain parts of this whole thing, there is an element of changing social um, norms and, and changing the way people think about certain things. And entertainment is really good about that. I think um, what Ellen has done, um, Ellen DeGeneres, in terms of the way that people viewed her initially when she came out versus the way she's accepted now and the different types of people who embrace her, even Oprah Winfrey back, back in the day, there weren't, um, you know, people that would openly embrace and, and talk about loving um, an educated black woman in the South uh, back in the day, but now it, it's a thing. So, you know, progress can happen. Um, and I, my point is that you do have to, you do have to watch your moves throughout the whole thing. And I think your point about, you know, not calling people a sellout immediately and all the rest of that type of stuff is a fair one. Um, I think that, uh, to see where he takes this alliance and what things he can do with it and what um, concrete sort of public policy things he wants to try to use this social platform to uh, work towards and suggest that will be the important part, at least as it pertains to equal treatment under the law. So if we have something that talks about, uh, you know, qualified immunity and, you know, the way that, uh, prosecution can work and and maybe have some concrete legislation to back up and have the microphone um, of the the NFL to change prevailing notions and attitudes about it, then it could be good. Unfortunately, when I look at the track record of the institution, the NFL in and of itself, it hasn't really shown any sort of commitment to that that sort of progressive ideology. And so then you look at an individual trying to change both an institution and that institution's projected um, image on on the world and how that's going to affect uh, affect everybody. It's an important thing. It's a, it's a huge, we'll put it like this. This is um, the biggest stage that Jay-Z has ever been on is this one. This stage right here is is big, and the uh, the degree to which he performs well on it, and um, and who sees that performance as being the right type of performance, man, it's gonna it's gonna be a big deal. So at the end of the day, he definitely made made some waves, and what those waves lead to in terms of uh, uh, progress and and concrete change. Hey, that's that, that's all. It all remains to be seen. But you do know, and it's gonna be some questions. And if it don't have a shot right, it's gonna right. be some people. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That, right. That, you know that, he, like you said, that heat now. That heat will be Doc. there. The heat from the first is gonna be there, but the heat will, that remains will be even more if things don't work out right. So, now, Doc. Uh, mm-hmm. th- th- I guess this is this is this is my thing as it relates to that. So I don't need things to work out right to be comfortable. I need to see, um, I guess I would say, uh, genuine effort, right? So I look at I look at the things that he set in place prior to. And again, I go back to his comments. I didn't appreciate them, but 
I also am not a billionaire at a table, but he is let's, speaking hey, for he's let's, let's he's do speaking this. for a culture. Let's do this. Let's do this. Cause I got I got I got an idea, and it's <laughs> I, you all will agree with this idea. Let's go ahead. I'm gonna throw it to I'm both of y'all. We're gonna give some practical measuring progress steps, and then we're gonna go directly to the after show because this is obviously about to be a big conversation. It's a you know it, it's it's a thing mm-hmm. right now. We got to talk it about. We got to flesh it mm-hmm. out because this mm-hmm. is this is very much so on the side of cultural progression and the and methods by progress. which we're measuring progress and the methods exactly. by which we're getting to it because we got we got duality and. This is the way we thought we were going, and now somebody steps in and does that, and I, you know, we got a lot we can say about it. So let's do this, Doctor Levin. I'm gonna throw it to you. Yeah. I want to get some. I want to get some 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 practical steps down for measuring progress, KPIs yeah. on the personal and the professional side, because that's what we do. DJ, I'm gonna throw it to you, and I'm gonna close it out. So Doctor Levin, go ahead. Yeah. So here's here's the deal. Um, having that general goal, and again, this is we've covered this in other episodes, but I, hey, I'm not I'm not scared to go over it one more time. Having that general that general goal, and then making it um, making it real by breaking it down into specific steps, right? And and then placing a timeline by which you plan to hit those steps, and then also grade yourself as you move towards those steps. You have to have some concrete. Um, uh, measurable thing to say, hey, this is where I am going and this is how um, well I'm approaching and meeting expectations for that goal. And I think we started off talking about how uh, they do need to be personalized and personal and, you know, you don't want to get too far outside of yourself when you're looking at your performance because then you can start to think about everything from everybody else's perspective instead of your own, which can really take you off base, all right, and really negatively impact the enjoyment of the whole process, which is kind of the whole point of life in it, you know, in, in, in anyway. All right, so, uh, you know, paying attention to those things is extraordinarily important. Um, and then we started talking about, you know, the the way itself and the me- the methods that you choose to actually reach those goals and how, um, let's face it, how they're going to be perceived and received and what's going to happen going forward with other people. And, and while it's a personal process, understand that there will be judgment from the outside, even on your own process for how you do things, even if you have the best uh, motives in terms of what you are hoping to accomplish for everybody else. There will be people who are critical, especially if the things that you are doing um, run in competition or counter to what it is that, that they've done or, or things that you've talked to them about. So there's a lot that's here. There's a lot that's there to operationalize it and make it your own, right, and use this. But I think it also is enough there to start to give you um, the idea to, you know, to recognize that this isn't just something to be done lightly, right? Planning, planning your life, planning your goals, planning uh, your strategy to, to reach the things that, that you want to accomplish has to happen with some thought as to how it's going to impact uh, the world around you. And so, you know, you can't Thanos and snap your way completely out of decisions. Um, uh, there, there's, a, uh, there's a lot of moving parts, and they tend to affect one another. 
And it's important to remember that as you are approaching the process to not get stuck in the weeds and recognize any time that you are doing otherwise that uh, the people are, are more important than things. So that's all I have on that. Beautiful put as usual, Brother Wells. Yeah, man. Um, Dr. Levin always uh, baptizes the uh, the conversation in such a way that I feel like I'm left here to clean it up. However, um, because he's so good, he also leaves uh, a few things that you can piggyback on. I think that one of the major things that we need to do as a society, but more specifically as a culture, is to engage in the human element more. We spend so much time doing things that are so non-productive in terms of bettering each other and understanding the specific goals that someone may have you don't even know what you can do to support that or how you can participate in it so i would encourage our listeners and, and and the people that they're going to share this with engage in the human element and figure out hey uh, you know the person next door to me we all know who's ta- we know we know talented people Figure out how you can participate in that vision because that's how communities come together and that's how things are bound and that's how things become more. When we really talk about people being more important than things, when you're a participant in the process, the progress becomes shared. And that's where we need to get to as a collective, as a society and a people. Now, that's that's not easy. That's not easy to get to. I'm not saying that it is. But if that is the ultimate goal, how do you break those things down relative to what we said? How do you work down the intermediate steps to getting there? I would, in my opinion, I would say that that starts with a conversation around um, race and relations in this country. How can you communicate openly and honestly with people who look like you and people who don't? and start to bridge the gap between that connectivity. How do you share your vision for how we move forward together? How do we do commerce together in a real way? How do we do bigger and better business together from a regional and local standpoint that requires government to respect the power of small business? And then finally, and I wouldn't even say this is last, but how do you impart that on your on your family and spread that through your community so that other people engage in those same types of behaviors that you do and the people that you care about do? Because those things ultimately uh, combine with what Dr. Loving said as it relates to, hey, you know, now that we have this idea about economics and commerce how do you pair that with the social reform and the social justice aspect of things to holistically address the issues that are going on in the communities and then then and only then true progress will be seen and you can measure it and identify it because it will be visible to you based on a time in history that you have 
previously seen in a new time in history that we have collectively established. We are so close to it yet so far away because all it takes is a change of the mind and the mind is the hardest thing to change. Those are my comments, bro. It always sounds like a documentary. Power is the ability to define phenomena and make it act in the desired manner. We've mentioned that several times. You can listen to previous episodes and find out the source. I won't keep repeating it unless I feel like it. Um, But this is the perfect opportunity to remind you all to definitely stay tuned for the after show. We may do something different with the after show this time. I may not release it immediately with this episode. I may hold it for a while because I can tell that this conversation is going Go to a different level, but let's run over these points. If you can make a deal with the devil, that's cool as long as you can stay in the heat. That's my point. And I want to give a shout out to the original person that I saw this and give them credit where credit is due. My brother J.D. Snell, where he said the two things that will always mess you up is number one is hating and number two is waiting. If you're hating, you're waiting. If you're waiting, you're hating. So when you see somebody making progress, and it may be the progress that you want to have in your own personal life, applaud that person. Take notes from that person. Talk to that person. Communicate with that person. Learn from that person. Don't immediately jump to conclusions and and hate and, and pick apart that person's progress simply because it's what you attained to do and didn't do by the methods that they chose. You may not agree with the methods by which they got there, but understand the power of their progression and learn from it. Communicate. Me and my brother Randolph had a conversation the other day. We talked about what is the true value of your network, not your net worth. We ain't talking money. We're talking about your network. The five to ten people that you know that you can call on, not for a favor, but you can call on them to, to be a resource. I know for a fact I can call on Dr. Love and I can call on DJ and they could give me a wealth financial, corporate, business, personal, knowledge, the list goes on and on. How many people can you call like that? It goes back to, I want to say, our very first conversation, our very first episode, your personal board of directors. Come up with your with your key performance indicators when it comes to making the progress and measuring your progress for whatever the goals and aspirations that you have for your personal life and your professional life and communicate it with those other people. If one of your key performance indicators is, I need to do this, I need to stop doing that, you need to let two or three other people know that those are your intentions so that they can hold you accountable for it. Because accountability, my people, is what we all need. But we'll carry on this conversation after the show. We appreciate you. We love you for everything that you have done for us and are going to do for us. We appreciate you for listening to us, passing the the message along, letting a friend know to let a friend know to let a friend know that the Brethren Podcast is something that could possibly do them some good in their lives because that's what we hope it to be. Like we said, to knowledge being dropped and the truth being told. It's the Brethren Podcast. Destrian Wells. Dr. John Mulovin and AJ Wilson. You can find us at our respective domains. You can follow the Brethren Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Brethren Pod. That's B-R-E-A-D-R-E-N-P-O-D. You can find Destrian Wells at dwellsconsulting.com. Or is it DestrianWellsConsulting.com? Type both of them in. If you're not sure, type it into Google. I guarantee you it'll come up because those are the type of people that we are. You can find Dr. Loving at Dr. 
AjamuLoving.com. You can also find them on Instagram at Dr. Ajamu Loving. You can find Destrian Wells at Empower, Engage, Execute on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find myself at MMBBGW.com and on Instagram at 248MMBB because we do this 24-8. Yeah. Y'all think it's seven days a week, but count your breaks. That'll be a whole nother day. That's a whole nother conversation, but catch us in the after show. We love you and good night.